Hello, everyone. This is Thinking to Think, the critical thinking podcast where we analyze topics such as civics, history, culture, philosophy, politics, and current events through a critical thinker's lens. I am your host, the social studies educator, Michael Antonio Aponte, also known as Mr. A. Every Sunday, we will have a new episode within these topics, as well as occasional special guests and recorded lectures with my students. So please subscribe, share, listen, and let's build a critical thinking society together. So I want to go back to the original reason for starting this podcast, but kind of dive a little bit deeper in the steps. See, uh, critical thinking is self-directed, self-disciplined, self-monitored, and self-corrective thinking. These are actual steps that one has to take to be considered a critical thinker. And most people don't know that, but yet many people actually take these steps, at least the critical thinkers. Um, but the the reason why I want to get back to it is because I'm seeing a lot of trending of, and this is only not the past few weeks or anything like that. I'm, I'm speaking on the behalf of the past few years where it has been emotionally driven. Now, we can blame social media. We can blame... Uh, the education set. We can do all the blaming you want, but it doesn't escape the fact that that is still a problem and you need to take control of it, you the individual. So we have to elaborate on these steps. And I wanted to focus just on these steps. Now, I do highly recommend going back to previous episodes where I give step-by-step guide on and with examples on using critical thinking skills as far as your personal daily life. But this is just definition, um, basically getting into dive deeper into critical thinking. Now, so self-directed, that's the first step. And it's defined as a process in which individuals take the initiative with or without the help or of, uh, excuse me, without the help of others in diagnosing their needs, formulating learning goals, identifying human and material resources for learning, choosing and implementing appropriate learning strategies and evaluating learning outcomes. Now, this sounds very... Um, could be sounding overwhelming for many of you, and that's okay, because um, I'm going to break this down today. And uh, I do want to excuse any background noise that may appear. Uh, I'm in my classroom right now, and the uh, across the street there's some construction, so I apologize. Anyway, um, I digress. Uh, so self-directed, um, you have to have the will. To first, to take the first step, at you know, to to look at your needs, your goals, your decisions, and your actions. So, you need you need to be able to take that first step. It's like uh, starting a gym regimen. You know, you the first the hardest step is actually not working out. It's actually getting up 
or getting that foot out the door and getting towards the gym. That's the hardest step for many people because it's so easy to just give in to emotions and, or uh, desires, if you will. And you can get help from others, such as a teacher, a loved one, a mentor, or just on your own with sheer willpower. So basically, you can have people guide you in this first step, or you could do it on your own. That's, it's really your decision. It's up to you. It's to each his own. Uh, but nevertheless, the first step is important because in the first step of critical thinking, of self-directed thinking, you're analyzing a situation, a problem, or under or seeking understanding. So you're basically like the scientific method. You're asking a question, and in your case, let's going back to that gym thing. It, we can say as simple as, uh, what do I want out of the gym? What are my goals? Or we can talk about finances. Uh, I think finances are a little bit more important uh, as far as, um, as far as uh, my listeners, uh, my, the demographics that I'm looking at. And that is, we can look at an example uh, such as like, how can I get a better career or get finances or get my finances in order? Regardless of the question, regardless of what your problem is, self-directed is a process that takes initiative. Okay? So, it goes without saying. You should use this for your own personal life, not just, you know, whatever big decisions. And we'll get to the big decisions. But for your finances, career goals, and your aspirations. So going back to that finances, um, and this is an example that could be relevant, is how could you build your finances so that your value of your currency, in my case, since I'm in the United States, the dollar, can keep its value when the inflation and tax rate is in a certain percentage. Sounds complicated, but hear me out. Most people are unaware of this, but we always complain as society, at least in America, that, oh, uh, everything keeps going up in prices. It's called inflation. Um, Gas prices 20 years ago was not the same as it is today. Same can be said with a gallon of milk or food. Um, rent or mortgages, things in that nature. Um, prices fluctuate, but it has a tendency going upwards. And your value of your dollar decreases because of it, because the prices go up. So let's say uh, you used to buy a can. I hear this all the time. It's like uh, from seniors, uh, seniors that uh, for a dollar they could have bought a. Um, a whole meal for one dollar, one U.S. dollar, and now you can barely get a candy bar for 
for that amount. That's because your value has diminished. Now, I bring this up only because we're, you know, we talk a lot about the stimulus and stimulus here in the United States and sending out money. Um, So we're printing a lot of dollars. And I'm concerned about the inflation rate, but I'm digressing a little. This is about self-directed step in critical thinking, the first step. And this is not an economic or finance episode, but I want to use this as an example, as an opportunity also to introduce the idea. So going back to that question, there's a big question for someone who doesn't understand finance or economics, but rather a simple, how do I put this? I'm going to simplify this for you. Uh, For a critical thinker, you're asking big questions and you have to break it down by doing research and seeking understanding. Now, first, the problem is over time, like I mentioned earlier, the prices goes up almost every time, okay? And almost in everything. Uh, And by doing some simple research, you would begin to understand that there is a measurement of that inflation that I mentioned earlier, that prices go up. It's called the Consumer Price Index, CPI. And this measures inflation. Now, let's say, hypothetically, this is only just me throwing out a number. I'm not, this is, don't, do not take this as a fact, the the Consumer Price Index that I'm giving you right now. We're just, you know, using this as an example, okay? Play. We're playing. <laughs> let's say 3%, since, you know, that's pretty much the, Around the average, it used to be 2%, but with the printing of the money, I, I just don't know. I haven't really seen taking a look at the CPI lately. But um, that 3% is what you, the individual, has to maintain in order to keep the same amount of value per year. So let's say the price of the of the CPI is 3%. And it's going up 3% every year. You have to at least earn 3% more per year in order to maintain that same exact amount of value. Okay? The value. I'm not talking about the actual currency. It's a difference. Because if you go to South America, you can, um, like in uh, in Colombia, there's pesos. Um, and for mil pesos, so like a thousand pesos, you can get a, a candy bar. So you, you see what I'm understand? Uh, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. So a thousand pesos, which sounds a lot, is not at all because of the inflation. Okay, maybe I I didn't I never looked I never looked in the history of Colombia or the economics. Um, so I couldn't tell you, but um, maybe they printed too much money and now it's like that. And many countries are like that, um, you know, with the yen, you know, in Japan and things like that. Um, so I, I don't want to make this an economic thing. This is an example. So we're going back to you. 3% CPI, that means you have to maintain in order to keep your value So if you want to keep that same lifestyle you're living, you have to maintain that 3%. 
and the three percent again i can't stress this enough it's just me this is monopoly we're not i'm not giving you facts right now i'm giving you an example okay the cpi fluctuates over time and i believe the average is around 2.3 percent but i'm digress anyway and i i can't stress this enough um this is why the poor gets poor. If they don't work harder or more often, they don't keep the value. And many middle class, uh, many people in the middle class are be- are becoming more in the poorer category because they don't understand that. They think a salary or a minimum wage, which they may never get a raise in many, many, many years, that $15 uh, minimum that's being tossed around right now in legislation, that may cause a problem in the very near future, a long-term problem. But uh, again, I am digressing, but that's an, that's an example of self-directed. So now you have to figure out, using critical thinking, what you can do to maintain CPI, to catch up with it, okay? Now... Um, the self-directed thinking can also include in a broader sense that may be outside of your own personal life or your personal bubble, such as elections, economy, war, whether you support a future war or laws being passed and legislation. And it's hard. It, and I, I understand it's hard and can be difficult to take this first step in asking these hard questions that you may be intimidated. And that's why a lot of people stick to social media and major news networks to give them the answers so you do not have to think for yourself or research because you may have a busy life. And I, and I completely get that. However, when you're making decisions that may affect other people, such as elections or... Um, legislation that may change people's lives. It, it, I, it is in your best interest to do your research. Take the time. Be an active citizen. Of and not. And I'm not talking in behalf of the United States. I'm talking about the world. Wherever country you live in and represent, take that time. You know, whether it's a couple of minutes a day or. You know, while you're in the bathroom, it doesn't matter. Um, just take that time to take to ask these questions, um, because if a decision such as legislation that you have some control because you're in a democracy, you're in a country that represents a democracy of some sort, it, it I, I, I I'm lost for words on how how I can stress this further. But um, you get the idea. Take the time. And this leads me to the next step. Self-discipline. The ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. So in the last four years under former President Trump, as an example, this was one of the steps that many began to neglect. 
uh, when I spoke to people and asked them their opinions, almost always I received an emotional triggered response. It was both, to me, fascinating and disappointing. Because an elected official was not judged by policy, but by emotions. And I, I'm very much into if you're an elected official and you live in a republic or in a, in a democracy of some sort, regardless of rhetoric or the words that people use, and you have to judge someone by their policies because if they're making the right calls, then I believe it's in your best interest to vote for them. If they're not making the right calls, but they sound great on a microphone, I believe they should be judged accordingly. But I, but that's my personal opinion. And according to Plato's Republic and uh, pretty much every philosopher as far as that promotes democracy um, feels the same way to some extent. Um, so I think I'm on, I think I'm on the right side of this. And I'm saying that to uh, as humbled as I, I can, uh, to be honest with you. But you should judge someone by their policies if they're an elected official. And another disturbing trend uh, was the inability to separate the logical reasons versus the emotional feedback. So if you say what's popular, for example, you will get more likes or thumbs up on your social media platform. Never mind that the popular opinion led to over 25 deaths, countless injuries, and several billion dollars in losses to homes and small businesses. So, in history, I can say the popular opinion usually leads to some sort of tyrannical rule. So, be careful. Self-discipline. And this second step is difficult because we are emotional creatures. Uh, the feeling is, excuse me, the feeling of euphoria from love, sex, and passion drives most people. However, to make an emotional decision can lead to devastation and taint the last two steps because you are stuck through the emotional feelings. And I'll get into that, uh, the last two steps in a moment. But if you are in the second step and you're making an emotional judgment call, emotional decision and um, decisions, whatever it may be, it will taint and distort your results. And I'll give you an example of this. In the 1970s, a large study, now this is, this is an example of not using emotion, but rather logic. Okay. In the 1970s, a large study was being done in New York. 
that measured the level of success between blacks who were from the Caribbean, who migrated here in the United States, and blacks who were natural-born citizens. The social scientists found that the black immigrants were significantly more successful financially and career-wise than the natural-born black citizens. Um, they had plenty of results, and if upon request, I'm more than happy to dive deeper into the into this study that nobody talks about. Um, and it was a significant study. We're talking about uh, they reviewed um, hundreds, maybe even thousands, if I re- recall correctly, of families in Queens, New York, which is a, kind of like a. Uh, uh, I I don't want to I want I don't want to call it a melting pot. It's more of like a uh, toss salad because if you you know melting pot is more of the the um, the idea of cultures integrating together. Whereas if you go to and toss and the toss salad um, is sound, it's more towards cultures kind of. They, they're still represented, but they just live with other cultures. So it's not really blending. Uh, Queens, New York is very much in that case. Um, because if you go a few blocks, you'll be in an area that is heavily um, populated with uh, Dominicans and um, Puerto Ricans. And then a few blocks down uh, from uh, Corona... I believe it's Corona Queens. You'll go into heavily um, Filipino area, and then a few more blocks down, it's um, Indian, um, and on and on it goes. Um, and they and it's like it's very funny. It's like a, like small little bubbles that you you find yourself in when you just walk down those streets. Um, but I'm I'm digressing again. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the point what I'm trying to make is this study proved that it was not a race problem and it mi- it blew the minds of these social scientists now today those in the in the university level social scientists will when the study's mentioned they rebuttal that the natural-born black citizens were products of ancestral slavery, not realizing that the slaves in the Caribbean had it much worse, significantly much worse, um, historically speaking. And th- how do I how do I say this politely? They they use this answer as an emotional answer to demonize you if you disagree. And they have no data to back up that emotional claim. None. No matter what type of critical race theorist you are, there's zero data. Anecdotals, maybe. Their own personal experience. But the individual does not represent the whole. That's why this study in the 1970s was so significant. Because it took a broad look at families, whereas many of these popular critical race theorists 
use very anecdotal evidence, small, to justify the whole. And for those that have been listening from the very beginning, you know how I feel about that. Um, when studies are, anecdotal studies are taken into account and justify an entire regulation change. But in any case, um, the third step is self-monitor. Now imagine if you're make you you you're in that fir- that second step, self-directed. And excuse me, not self-directed. Um, the uh, self-disciplined, and you decide it was the emotion. You know the emo- the better emotional choice to go a certain route, and now you have to self-monitor. Now you're going to start tainting your results, start looking at the outcomes because it was an emotional answer. So now you're invested emotionally. And that's hard to do. But if you try to make decisions logical, then the self-monitoring doesn't become too personal. And hopefully you understood that. And self-monitor is the ability to both observe and evaluate one's behavior. So if you're doing everything emotionally, and then it comes time to self-monitor, it is very hard to say, you know what, I screwed up. So, this third, and again, the third step is a slippery slope because if you're pacing your emotions, and some, and some may even believe it's logical, you will begin to filter this monitor. Furthermore, this, the social media being an emotional force, it is easy to be preyed for false realities on any perspective you may have. Uh, we're in a political divide right now between left and right. And depending on the platform and the groups that you're in, you're going to be praised with possible uh, false realities on both sides of the spectrum. So my suggestion is to be honest with yourself. If you have an emotional reaction, take a step back and truly analyze it. That's why we look at stockbrokers and day traders and um, accountants, and many of them use the logical appeal. Like there's many scientists, not all, but many, will analyze an experiment when something goes wrong and right, and they review and analyze. And I'm going to get to that last part, um, which is called self-corrective thinking. That, um, But I, I think the best way to put it for you is let's look at pyramid schemes or the get-rich-quick strategies. You... And you see it on YouTube and other platforms. Uh, people swearing that their strategy is going to make you rich. They show you their data, which is anecdotal. Even give you a free trial. The goal is to make you have an emotional decision. That's step two. And then when it comes time to monitoring, they sell you the idea on trying to keep you in line so you don't get out. 
they begin to monitor your monitoring. So instead of monitoring yourself, they're monitoring you. And let, you know, and so be honest and take the times. Be honest with yourself. Take the time. Step away from your emotionals, your emotional feelings. Excuse me. And truly analyze your decision and results. Now, the last step is self-corrective thinking. The ability to change your mind from the original and many times emotional judgment. This last step is the hardest. Self-corrective thinking involves being humble, admitting you were wrong about your hypothesis or judgment or even decisions, and be willing to change or adapt. This also involves looking at your decisions and reevaluating excuse me, yourself on what went right so that you can try to repeat that process. And again, what went wrong so that you can avoid future mistakes. And both of these steps are important. Just because you got it right doesn't mean if you don't evaluate you're just going to miraculously do it again analyze it see what went right so this way you know how to repeat the process so remember the major part of critical thinking is not how many mainstream individuals or even traditional teachers claim to be It is much larger, more complex, and many times a longer process. However, without critical thinkers, we begin to see major society problems, much like we're seeing today. Um, And it's full of emotional triggers fed by negative, self-destructive behavior that is encouraged with correspondency of others who also feel the same, negative and self-destructive. Thanks for listening to Thinking to Think with Mr. A. If you like our show and want to know more, check out my website in the description or please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whichever platform you heard this episode. Please do not forget to share and spread the word. Join us next week where we will continue the fight to build a critical thinking society. Thank you and have a beautiful week. Thank you.